Welcome to the Mordcast, brought to you by Blake Street Tavern, the big house on Blake, and DraftKings Sportsbook, your official sports betting partner of the NFL. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado. Just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are always online at bfwdenver.com, where you can pick yourself up a bottle of that red Zinfandel that is uh, finished in whiskey barrels uh, from Deviation uh, Distillers, which is also in the dairy block. Uh, it's very good. I uh, had a bottle of that myself, and it was, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, keep in mind, as I've said before, that there's more alcohol in that, um, than your normal wine. Uh, that is, uh, so it has a kick to it. So keep that in mind for the holiday. If you're trying to get it for a gift, uh, if you want to get it as a gift for someone, uh, be sure and get it this week. Um, this week is just, I mean, because next week we're going to have uh, Christmas and, you know, it's just going to be better for you to get it now. Um, well, you can also... Go to bfwdenver.com and just pick up all of their varietals for wine, from Rieslings to Whites to Reds, uh, blends, anything that you want. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They're always online at bfwdenver.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in or you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Okay, this week has just been ridiculous. Um, <coughs> uh, I was going to record my, uh, a podcast yesterday, and uh, I got busy, and I had an interview scheduled for today um, for a friend of mine, Tim Miller. Then uh, that, uh, because we are in a hellacious landscape of uh of wind right now in Colorado it was playing havoc with my internet so I couldn't record it uh over zoom so uh, that has been pushed to Friday so I will be talking to Tim but it will be Friday uh so today I'm going to talk to you about something that I I that after Monday night I when the Nuggets played the uh, uh Washington Wizards and they uh uh, Nikola Jokic was thrown out by Tony Brothers, uh, and I was going to talk about historically. This is not un- unusual in the annals of ref-player re- relations. Uh, this probably happens more than you think. Uh, I think you know offhand people will talk about Joey Crawford and Tim Duncan, which is, believe it or not, only a moment. That was only a moment in a game, but when you talk about ongoing personality slash whatever issues. Um, Tony Brothers and Nikola Jokic is probably the most, I don't know, probably the most egregious example of this, um, recently, but this, there's been other and probably even more egregious things that have happened through NBA history. Um, Jack Madden and Buck Williams, uh, comes to mind, uh, but there's, there's even more than that. Um, so I kind of go into that, but first I kind of want to explain why I'm talking about it. It's that Tony Brothers ejected Nikola Jokic for, I think, the fourth time um, uh, uh, this last Monday. And two things are true. I think, I think the Nuggets are right in that Jokic should have held his temper. Um, they are all, uh, but Jokic is also right, and I think the people who observed it is also right, in saying that um, Tony Brothers was itching to throw Jokic out. 
And I think both of those things can be true. Jokic should have held his temper. Dinwiddie was obviously trying to provoke him, and it worked. Um, Jokic got a knee to the groin and an elbow to the face, neck. Nothing was called. Should have been called. Nothing was called. And it could be because the Nuggets were up by 20, and you're never going to get a call when you're up by 20. But the flip side of that was down the court, Dinwiddie was obviously trying to draw contact and piss Jokic off, and it worked, right? Jokic reacted predictably and got his first technical and then from another official, and then Tony Brothers did the coup de grace. And you could tell that, you know, I mean, if you look at the replay and all that stuff, Brothers was just looking to throw Jokic out. He was just looking for it. And it, it has been an ongoing thing for years now. I think probably going back four years, um, Jokic and Tony Brothers have had an ongoing issue. And I, it, it shouldn't be like this. Uh, it affects games. I think that as much as we would say that it's all on Tony Brothers, I think Jokic has some to blame here. Uh, Jokic does have a weak spot. And those that weak spot is almost entirely physical contact at the end of games, right? Um Jokic does have a little bit of baby in him. And it does come out at certain times. And I, I think that I think that that's okay, look, I am not casting aspersions on Jokic. He just does have some issues when it comes to overreacting to things. Okay? Yes, there was physical contact, yes, that Denwitty went after him, but I tell you what. This is exactly the reaction they want. This is 100% the reaction that uh, the Miami Heat were looking for, and it's the reaction that uh, the Washington Withers were looking for. And don't you think Wes Unseld knows what is going to trigger Jokic? The best chance the Wizards had to win that game was Nikola Jokic not being in it. Period. And uh, it darn near worked. It darn near worked. And the Nuggets held on by their chinny-chin-chins because they knew exactly what was going to happen. And Jokic just can't constantly take the bait. I understand. We as fans want to say, he's always in the right. He needs to, he needs to react that way. But he can't. <clears throat> he cannot continue to do that because what has been established now is that they are going to throw Jokic out. Period. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. That's exactly what's going to happen. Jokic will be thrown out of the game if he reacts like that. Um, on the flip side of that, Tony Brothers had, has an issue with Nikola Jokic that has been established for years. I don't know why this is. No one has been able to talk to Tony Brothers about this. The NBA has a very strict policy with communicating with refs after a game. And generally, you have, to, you have to send one person in order to communicate. It's like a, they, there's a designated reporter who gets to talk to the, to the refs 
in certain situations, and that's not all the time. Sometimes they just don't allow it to happen. Sometimes they just don't grant access. Um, and it is kind of a messed up situation. I always thought the way the NFL handles officials has been weird, and quite frankly, they've been tetchy about it since the Tim Donaghy stuff from the late 2000s. Um, so I don't know what Tony Brothers has against Jokic, but there is a personality problem here uh, between the two of them, and it's been too consistent. Uh, everyone remembers that Indiana game that the Nuggets almost lost because uh, they threw Jokic out at the end of the game, and it just—it's just—it is too consistent. They, I mean, Tony Brothers threw him out of the game. It's too consistent, and I don't know what it is Tony Brothers is getting told or why he has such a quick trigger with Jokic. I, I don't know what it is. Tony Brothers, other other NFL or NBA teams have issues with Tony Brothers, but it's not just Nikola Jokic. But there is also a consistency to this that is extremely transparent, and. I don't know why this is, continues to happen. It is like he is looking for reasons on certain nights to throw Jokic out of the game. And for it to happen, I think of the th- five or six times Jokic has been thrown out of a game, four of them have been Tony Brothers. Maybe that's bad luck, or maybe just there's an issue here between the two of them that needs to get resolved, and there's historical precedent for an intervention to happen, uh, and that's usually done by the NBA, and it actually happened with the Denver Nuggets uh, back in 2000 and 2001. And for those who were around at the time, you remember this. And at the other side of this DraftKings read, I'm going to tell you about it and give you an idea of why this sort of thing happens more frequently than you think it does. But first, I need to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Um we are deep into the NFL season now, and DraftKings still has this promotion running. Football fans, I'm sure we all love action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with same-game parlays. Great, great, great way for you to stretch your... Stretch your money out over one game. If you're not a multiple bet parlay guy, you can parlay it in the same game and and really stretch your money out and make it work for you. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code MHS. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. <clears throat> Pardon me. I shouldn't have eaten cheese before I uh, started this uh, podcast. Kind of phlegmy. Um... In 2000-2001, there was a crescendo of an incident uh, with the Nuggets and officiating that I've never seen before. And quite frankly, it was the most um, an asinine thing I've ever displ- seen. Um, Steve Javi, who you younger folks will remember and uh, you know right now as the 
go-to official guy for ABC about explaining different calls that are made and replays and all that stuff. That's Steve Javi. Steve Javi, for years, was a official with a quick trigger. Um, and that goes back through the 90s all the way through the 2000s. Uh, uh, Steve Javi was um, quite well-known for having a temper. And certain players rubbed him the wrong way. And no player rubbed him the wrong way more than Nick Van Exel. And this goes back to the 90s. Nick Van Exel was kind of known for having a temper. Uh, those of you remember the, the official getting knocked onto the scoring table when he was a, uh, a Laker in 96, I think. Um, that was Van Exel's not his greatest moment, I'll be honest. But it kind of essayed a, 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 maybe a reputational thing that followed him unfairly. Um, Nick could have been more temperamental than he was. Uh, his reputation probably was exceeded um, his reputation exceeded his actual what he transgressions. But sometimes when you get that reputation, it stays with you. And no official took that to heart more than Steve Javi. Um, Steve Javi made it personal. And not only did he make it personal to Nick Van Exel, but eventually it, be, it translated all the way to Dan Issel. And during the 2000-2001 season, Dan Issel was thrown out of a game six times, four times, excuse me, five times by Steve Javi. Nick Van Exel, I think it happened three or four times that year. It was blatant. It was obvious. And it was, I've never seen, I have never seen anything like this before. Now, the, the history with uh, Issel and Jabby was basically only that season. In with, with uh, Van Exel and uh, Jabby, it went back to the 90s. And I think Javi threw uh, Nick Van Exel out of the game more than any other official. And it got to a absolute ridiculous extent. There was one game, I forget who they were playing. I think it was the Golden State Warriors. The Nuggets were playing them, and the um, Issel sent <clears throat> Van Exel over to no 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 he he sent Van Exel over to inquire about a call that was made and Van Exel got thrown out by Steve Javi and then Javi threw Issel out. I mean it it, it was insane. I've never I've never seen anything like that. I'm, I'm telling you folks, I've never seen anything like this before. Javi just had a thing for Nick Van Exel that was through osmosis translated to Dan Issel. It was it was. Absolutely nuts. And it got so bad that the Nuggets requested an intervention from the league. <clears throat> that is how bad it got. And I don't know, since that Nuggets team, I think they won 40 games in that year. They weren't going anywhere. Um, they were in the playoff race until about halfway through the season, a little more than halfway through the season, and they kind of fell off a cliff. Um, 
and that's the, that's the famous mutiny season. So obviously there was a lot of different things going on. But the subtext of the whole season was Nick Van Exel was having a good year. And, they, you know, you had Antonio McDice on the team, George McLeod, um, you know, James Posey. It was, a, it was, a, it was a good team. Uh, for some reason, Tariq Abdul-Wahed was on that team and was given a ridiculous contract by Isol, but that's another story. Um, so this Nuggets team was, was okay. Um, it was probably uh, Antonio McDyce's best season as a pro. But they weren't going anywhere, and by the end of the season, they just kind of petered out. So it wasn't as if they were going to see Steve Javi in the playoffs that year. But it was weird. And it was, <clears throat> Javi never addressed it. The NBA, as far as I know, never addressed it. Um, there was this intervention, and I think after that, the feud between Javi and uh, Van Exel extended all the way to when Van Exel was in with the Mavericks in 2003. I think that's how far that went. Um, I had, it's like I said, folks, I've never seen anything like this before. Um, and no, but the big, biggest issue was aside from that mini intervention that the, in, in the NBA stage between Dan Exel, Nick Van Exel, and uh, Steve Javi. There was no, um, nothing, no repercussions for Steve Javi. Um, the, the NBA will go to a very big extent to protect its officials. So as much as the Nuggets could probably have complained, and I have no information on this, I, I'm assuming the Nuggets have complained about Tony Brothers, and I don't anticipate there being anything done because the NBA will protect its officials. The only solution to this whole thing is for Jokic to understand who's officiating and adapt accordingly. That really is it. Because if you have an official who's looking to throw you out at any cost, you're not going to win that battle. Because the league will always back up its officials. Always. Um, and even in, in the Tim Donaghy thing, uh, you know, he was leveling all sorts of big accusations at the league, and they backed their officials, even though they're like one such thing that accusation was the uh, 2002 Western Conference Finals, which everyone thought was fishy, right? Still, the NBA backed them. That's what they'll do. Publicly, they will back their officials. Behind the scenes, who knows? But it is beyond a coincidence at this point that Jokic has been thrown out of a game almost, uh, well, almost exclusively due to Tony Brothers. And eventually, eventually something's going to have to be done with it. But in the meantime, since, I, like I said, I doubt the NBA would do anything about Tony Brothers, it is, be, it is incumbent on Jokic to not take the bait and adapt accordingly when he knows that Brothers is going to be officiating the game. And that's really what it's going to take at this point. And hopefully that'll temper things, but man... It's more than a coincidence at this point, and you would hope that the NBA would do something about it, but if, if uh, Issel, um, Van Exel, and Javi are any you know, kind of instruction about this, uh, that probably don't hold your breath. All right, thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast. I'll be back soon with another episode. Goodbye.